It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice or voices in my case that knocks us down and drags us down the road to self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today I'm speaking with Paula Hopwood. I spoke with Paula a few weeks ago. Uh, She's an Alberta medicine woman. We spoke about the modalities Paula uses to bring women from their chaos to an awakening of their sacred truth, which boosts their confidence and empowers their living the dream. Hi, Paula. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, last time we got, we ended up getting rushed off and I didn't get to ask all my questions. Um, but tell me today, what are you celebrating today? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, celebrating me, first and foremost. Uh, this is something I do with people, like not, not just my clients, but my children, my friends, anyone I come across, is we're so wrapped up in doing and being that we forget to celebrate us and we forget to celebrate who we are. And so today I'm celebrating me it's a beautiful day. I got out in the sunshine. I, I had a, a lovely talk with a, a new friend, and I'm feeling great. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was loving all these physical parts of me and looking at myself in the eyes and just celebrating the, the, the journey that I've been on, the journey that I've been on that brought me where I am. Because uh, I, when I look back, I don't look back in, you know, in regret. I look back that, you know, that's what brought me here. So I'm celebrating that, too celebrating a lot because I am a lot. <laughs> Great. You are a lot. I love that. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that you say that and you giggle as you say it because I think, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a trend now where we say she's high maintenance or he's high maintenance. But, you know, the reality is I think we all are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, we should be. Uh, it's something I deal with too. Is you know, last time we were talking about self confidence and self esteem. Um, I also deal with self care, and a lot of us have been taught that if we take care of ourselves, if we put ourselves first, if we think highly of ourselves, oh, you know, God forbid we do that, that we're selfish, right? And and I want to remind people that you know, think about it like when you're on a plane and the the air mask, something goes wrong and the air mask comes down. You have to put that on yourself before you can help your children or your mates or your friends or anything. Before you can help anybody else, you've got to help yourself first, right? And apply that to every area of your life, you know, because 
we're incredible. We are these incredible beings, right? And so celebrate yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you get rested so that you are better. Uh, I had a coach that used to really, um, she used to tell me this all the time because I was such a people pleaser way back when. And I would, oh, I would sacrifice myself. I would sacrifice my energy. I'd put everybody before me, right? And she says, you can't pour from an empty cup. She says, you have to fill your cup first and make sure it's full first, Paula, right? And then you can, then you can pour into other people. So, you know, it really, it really hit home with me about what, what self-care is and, you know, that it's not selfish, right? So put yourself first. Celebrate yourself. You know, increase that self-confidence, that self-esteem, and that self-care. And uh, then you'll be sitting here on a, on a blog on a on a podcast too, giggling, saying how you're celebrating yourself, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and also too, we have to remember that self, like putting, caring for ourselves first, doesn't mean we won't be caring about other people, right? We're caring about ourselves right now in this moment, so that when something comes up and you need me, I'm fully and emotionally ready to support you. Yeah in your in your fullness you're not coming from a place of emptiness that that you're able to come and really support right yeah you think about it um so i have four kids uh, two two are adults one is almost an adult but my my daughter's 15 right and so i can get pretty tired and if i'm not in my fullness I can't deal with the issues that, you know, especially a teenage daughter hands me, right? So so I tell her, I just need a break. Let me go take a break. And I go and I meditate and I pray and, and I spend a little bit of time with myself, get myself back centered and myself okay. Then I can come back and, and help her, right, instead of, you know, being tired and, and drugged down and stuff. I, I have a saying um, that I apply every day. Actually, it's written up on my wall, and it's show me how good life can get. Show me how good life can get. And you see, when I fill myself up, when I take care of myself, it's, uh, you heard it in my giggle, like I'm having fun, right? I'm high energy, I'm having fun, right? And that's how good life can get, is being in love with myself, being in love with myself so much that I can spread that love out to others, uh, people I know, people I don't even know, you know, people that follow me on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, I can make posts and I can show them that love that I have for myself. So show me how good life can get, right? And and, and it's, it's amazing. I love that. Show me how good life can get. And you're right. I mean, when life is good, you, you like, it, it, it just expands from you, right? Like you're sharing it with the entire world through your giggles, through your energy, through your, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. That's great. I might just copy yeah. that and put that up on yeah. my wall here. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So when when you pull yourself away, um, you know, your daughter comes to you with, you know, some dilemma or drama that happened at school, and she comes home and says, Mom, I really need your help with this. Okay, I, I can't help you right this moment. I need to go and just give myself a break, but we'll come back to it. How does she react to you? She's actually very good about it. Um, so I homeschooled for years, and this is her first year in public school, and she's in grade 10. And let me tell you, there's a lot of drama in public school in grade 10. <laughs> you know, so oh, yes, trust anyway, me, I know. 
I'm on my third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, she has been raised that um, she's very self-confident. She's very self-aware, um, you know, but still she can get sucked into the drama of everything. And, of course, she even if it's just sharing with me what's going on, like if I've just come off of a, a session with a client, I need my time, my downtime, you know, or if I've been doing something, I need my downtime. So I have taught her, and by telling her as well as modeling to her, that, um, you know, that sometimes we just need to take a break, right, in order so we can come back better. And so when she comes to me with something, if I find I can't deal with it, I tell her, look, I just, I just need a few minutes by myself, Right. And then I'll come back to you. It's an act of love for myself. And, and she knows because if I'm sitting there, sometimes, you know, sometimes I can get a headache, right? Like it, it actually hurts to sit and listen to it when I'm, when I'm, you know, like down in energy, right? And so she knows that because I've told her that, right? And, and I'm, not that I'm putting her off forever. I'm only putting her off for sometimes five minutes, sometimes up to half an hour, right? And then I come back out. And we have the most incredible conversation. If it's an issue that she's upset about, it's given her her emotional state and, and to, to be able to communicate effectively. And uh, right then, you know, I mean, oh, okay. uh, I think I'm losing you. You 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 seem to be blocking out. A minute. Yeah. I'm on my cell and. Oh, there we go. You should be able to hear me now, hopefully. Yes, Is that there better? I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. The cell phone signal floats around in the town where I'm at. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, she she ends up um, uh, feeling more loved, like feeling I can give her my full attention. And, you know, people pick up on that, especially our children, right? So uh, when I can give her my full attention, when I'm not distracted, uh, by something in my in my brain or something in my energy, um, she feels more loved. So, you know, it's it, when she was little, um, all my kids, when they were little, not just her, um, but I would, uh, you know, of course, if it was an emergency or something, I would deal with it. But other than that, if I was doing something else, I would tell them, just give mommy a minute, you know, and I'll be right there with you completely and fully. And so uh, she's been trained... Um, <laughs> I, I could be like the the child whisperer, you know. <laughs> so she's been trained to, that I'm better, you know. Let let me go and do my thing, which I think helps her because I taught her to take care of herself. So that when other people are trying to, you know, like create drama, dump their drama on her and and everything, um, and if she can't handle it, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll talk with you later, okay, and and then she's able to take care of herself in the time. Um, I think it works. I mean, definitely, I have a very strong relationship with all four of my children, right? And they're very good communicators. And she can talk with me about the toughest things they all can. So um, they know they can come to me because I'm a safe place. And the reason why they know that is because I've made it safe, right? So by giving them my full attention, by as, as that coach all those years ago that told me, is uh, I quit pouring out of an empty cup, right? And I started filling up my cup and so I could make sure – that I could pour into them. And so, you know, she handles it uh, quite well. Um, of course, she's not on here, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Right, and she is 15. Uh, yeah, and she's, yeah, so it, it, it works, right? 
So um, it just is well, much and I deeper. Would think, I would think mm-hmm. with with the work that you do as a coach, um, you've also taught her a lot of the tools that you would teach your clients. I mean, you're obviously using them for yourself. So, you know, that even if you're not saying this is how you do it, we're we're teaching them because I mean we all learn by doing and seeing, right? So you're yeah. probably teaching her many tools that she can use all that stuff. Yes. Yes. And that was even part of the being around them all the time, homeschooling, was I was able to teach them, you know, independence, right? That uh, they can think for themselves and they and how to communicate um, their emotional self. Uh, you know, I was, I was able to... Um, uh, help them with a love of communication and a love of learning and a love of also seeing from a different perspective, uh, seeing from the other person's perspective, as well as, you know, it may not be the way they're taking it, right? And so I've literally, using her as an example again, uh, I've literally seen her, uh, you know, all of a sudden stop and just kind of think about things for a few seconds and then, okay, yeah, I see something now. You know, I see what you're saying or I see what's going on and, and uh, I'm like, wow, because I certainly wasn't like that at 15. <laughs> you know, I love me that. And my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and and you probably look at her and go, oh my gosh, I could just squeeze you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very proud. I mean, uh, of all my kids, and and even my boy, he's almost 18. And uh, I was getting compliments on him last night because he was doing the work of a man that uh, we were having plumbing issues and the plumber said that, you know, a hundred, you know, boys like teenagers his age would not have even done what he just did. And he did it without complaining and he did it without any problems, you know? And I said, well, that's because he needs to, he needed to help out to help his mom out. Right. And uh, he crawled underneath my trailer here. And, and uh, so it was a yucky job. It really was, you know, in tight cramped quarters and stuff, but you know, he he knows, like, instead of being a victim, he knows that this is what needs to happen and, and mom needed help, and so he did it. You know, he rose up and he did it. And, and that's one thing I've noticed about my kids is they're not victims, you know. Like, in raising them to be self-assured, self-confident, you know, and, 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 and really be able to communicate with each other and with their friends and with whoever, myself included, they tell me things that they don't like, right, and and it's a totally safe place for them to do that, you know. And I receive that, and um and and then we 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 talk about it. But having that gives them um, that life is for them, right? That they are in control of their life, and life is for them. That they're not victims, and so they don't go around, you know, um, being all upset at everything. And and that's why I say when she comes home with the drama, really, it's all the other people's drama, right? And she can't believe it sometimes how dramatic teenage girls can be because, well, she wasn't raised in the public school system, right? And uh, so she's not used to the um, all the girls being upset about this and that and the other and da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, well, if you're upset, do something about it, you know, say something about it, you know? Like she just doesn't understand how that can how that can be, right? And, and you know, those hormones, they get in there. And uh, it's not that she's never upset because she is, right? But uh, those hormones get in there and they get boiling and stuff. And But the thing is, is you know what? Especially as women, I mean, we get hormonal. Every month we repeat our cycle, right? 
And then, right. and then even in, you know, if we end up having kids, we, we get hormonal. This is something we deal with for our whole life, you know. It's not just when we're teenagers. So I love what I'm seeing out of her, uh, the things that she's learned to deal with and, and the, you know, and how she realizes when she's getting upset and the, uh, then she takes a step back and thinks about it, you know. And so, you know, like life is happening for us. And that's the big thing, right, right? Is, is to realize that and that the common de- denominator in every single place in our life is us. So we're the answer, you know, like how are we going to think about that? What are we going to do? You know, what do we, what, how are we going to take care of ourselves through this? Because I'll tell you something, nobody else is going to take care of you. You know, it's, it's an inside job. So, uh, so it starts with us first, right? And putting ourselves first, that self-care, you know, and the self-confidence, and, you know, and, and then it can go out from there, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my kids. So I, That's you know, good. I, That's I actually, really awesome. I was afraid when I had a girl because I had three boys first I'm like what am I going to do with this you know and <laughs> so, and then I thought and everyone else I knew like their teenagers were just a nightmare right and I was like oh my gosh what am I going to do when all these kids hit to be teenagers but you know honestly all four of them um, different personalities different ways of looking at things but they've all been really good and I think the big thing is is um, like being self-confident and being able to communicate right those are the big ones and and, like safety too they feel safe coming to me they feel safe holding their own space for themselves even with each other because they don't always get along by the way (laughs) you know so um, yeah it's not that they get along you know but when they do have issues they're able to talk to each other because when they were little I used to tell them I said well talk with your brother or talk with your sister and then they'd say something I'm like well it's not me. I'm not a part of it. You know, if you need help, like I'll mediate it, but this has got nothing to do with me. You need to go talk to your brother, you know? And, and so they learned at a young age how, how to go and seek each other out and, and say what's on their mind in a good and healthy way. Cause that was the other rules. As I, some rules I had in my house was we never say hate, right? I say, you can say that you hate what, what the person did, but you cannot, like, I, I never allowed my kids to say they hate each other and fight like that, right? So um, yeah. I, I told them, I said, you need to know what's coming out of your mouth and make sure that you speak truth, right? So that's why we never say hate, and as an example, you know, so. Right. Yeah. And and same as saying, like, I'm sorry. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Find something exactly. else to say, but do not say I'm sorry if your heart is not yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. yeah, and I used to use that with my kids all the time. Well, you're, you've obviously yeah, taught them, like, you've, you've used your coaching tools and your coaching skills to raise these beautiful children. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, you obviously yeah. have, like, that inner knowledge, too, of what is necessary to, to raise responsible adults. Well, I'd like to think so, but... <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm Maybe still raising myself, right? So... So I wanted to ask you, we call you like medicine woman. Do you like, um, like what kind of medicine do you use when you're talking with your clients? All right. So there's different ways of looking at that. And I've been called medicine woman. And that's why sometimes I say I am. Uh, It took three shamans working on me to finally convince me to call myself a shaman because of what I do. 
uh, I've been called a lot of things, right? You know, I've been called a prophet and, uh, and a healer and stuff. And, but when it, when it comes to the medicine woman, basically, uh, you know, we in the Western culture think that medicine is pharmaceuticals, you know. Um, but it's much more than that. In the indigenous cultures around the world, um, you know, even a conversation like this is medicine because it's good for your soul. So it's basically anything that's good for, for your life, for your soul, for your journey, right? Um, yes, I do deal with some plant medicines. I'm one of my best friends here. She collects different plants around here, not just sage, but, you know, bare root, different plants that if you've got a cough or a cold, you can take these in a, in a, in a tea or whatever, right? So I've got a lot of plants dried plants hanging around and not as much as my friend does but but she's she's teaching me some stuff some stuff i knew already and so um but you know like even um drumming you know uh, the tones that come out of drumming um crystal bowls um you know rattles singing uh anything like that the tones that come out of that help us that's good medicine right it's good for our soul it's good for our life when I work with people and I help them to remove their traumas and I help them remove their traumas emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and energetically and, and remove all the debris around that, the energetic debris, that's good medicine, right? Because they go from being like really upset over something to it's not even affecting their life anymore, right? So that's good medicine. So that's why a lot of people call me a medicine woman. And, um, and I just like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Like I, I it's true, you know, like, cause what's good for our soul, what's good for us is medicine, right? So, um, what I don't do is anything pharmaceutical for anybody, of course, right? I'm not a doctor or anything, right? So, uh, um, but I don't do anything like that. And so I have different ways to help them, different tools, you know, uh, where I teach them, um, I, I like to say I give you tools to use and then I remind you to use them because uh, when it's not a part of your life, you don't remember to use them, right? So different things where they can move energy on their own, where they don't need to be in a session with me because, you know, in between some people get a session once a week, some people get a session once a month, you know, or, or further, and maybe something comes up in the in-between, right? So I have a lot of tools that I teach them how to move energy, how to move their emotions so that in between they can help themselves out, right? That's good medicine, right? It's almost like, you know, like a doctor will hand out a pill bottle. I hand out, you know, a process for them to use. And so that's what it means uh, to be a medicine woman in that way, right? Now, there are some medicine men and women who strictly all they deal with is the plants, right? Like, so if you go to them, they'll make you a salve for, for you know, whatever's ailing you on your body or they'll make you some sort of tincture or tea, right? And and that's, you know, if they specialize in that. Like, we need that too because, like I said, I, I use that stuff too, right? Um, and it's incredible. I love using anything natural. So, uh uh, that's good medicine, right? So um, right. that's why that's why I call myself a medicine woman because other people do, and I'm like, yeah, I like that. So uh, I'll go with yeah. that. Show me how good life can get, right? So <laughs> right, and, and I mean, there is that saying, medicine is the best, or laughter is the best medicine, right? So I mean, yes. there's, there's got to be truth to that, right? Yeah, yes. that makes sense. So do you do you teach um, like sound healing? No, I don't teach it. I model it, um, you know, because people don't realize. This is one thing I tell people. I, I tell them how important it is. Like even our tones and our voice right now, 
right? So, like, when I lead somebody through a meditation, I'll drop my voice and I'll, I'll, I'll lower, like, the vibrations of it and stuff. So when um, I, I show them that be careful of the music you listen to. You know how a song can make you happy or sad or feeling in love or mad or depressed? I said, that's because that's what it's doing, right? So do not listen to things that make you upset, right, that bring down your vibration. And that includes conversations with people. If you feel drained, you know, like if you have somebody that's just completely draining you and making you feel bad and stuff, like for one, you know, I understand that we are in charge of ourselves and, and we are in charge of our feelings, but we're also in charge of our energetic signature around us, right? And you know when you have a conversation with somebody and you're just really, yeah, I really enjoyed that, you know? And then there's those conversations that are, they, they drain us, right? So it is the vibration. Um, it is the energy around that. So uh, I don't teach sound therapy as in um, um, specifically the way that I think you're asking. But what I do do is bring attention to that everything is vibration, right? A lot of people love it when I play my drum. And it's because it is said, and I know this to be true, that drums sing right? They have a song they want to sing to you. And I've seen it time and again where a different rhythm comes out or in a different way and, and stuff, and it's for that person. And it moves that person and opens them up, right? And so they are receiving sound therapy at that time, right? I, I think it's one of the greatest things on, on YouTube. You can look up binaural beats, and there's all sorts of different frequencies, you know, um, so uh, for, you know, like uh, insomnia, for weight loss, for um, relationships, for abundance, just, uh, what is it, 532 and above is a deep healing, you know, DNA cleansing and stuff. And, and it's interesting to listen to them and, and then how when you wake up in the morning, how you feel like, I play them at night, that's why I say when you wake up in the morning, um, or if you let them play throughout the day, because we are vibrational beings. And so vibrations affect us, right? So, um, yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> so that's I good. So I, you can look that up. And I think there's also on, like, um, Insight Timer, I think they also have binaural beats. Or how do you, how do you say that word? Binaural. Bi yeah. Uh, binaural. It's a B I, I may get the spelling wrong, I think, but it's a, a B I N A U R E L, something like that. But, uh, Something like that, uh, yeah. By, yeah. I, I kind of, like, I, I, I understand, like, the whole, like, the energy is moved around through the vibration, but I don't really know what the the process of the the drumming and the, the sound bowls are. Oh, I can explain. Um, so, okay, so I do this one session, and it's called a soul activation session. And what it is is I go in and I clear up energetically um, any debris that's around you. I, I help clear up blocked meridians. Um, I do energy work and stuff like that. Now, one of the cool things is I always start off with my drum. Now, first of all, I check in and I see what I'm supposed to do. But almost, I think, 100% of the time, I don't remember a time I didn't do it, but I start off with my drum. And there is a song that I sing and I drum. And like I said, the, 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 it can be a little bit different for each person, right? But it's, it's basically the same song. And, uh, but the, maybe the, you know, the, 
I was going to say the, the beats, how fast I go, how slow I go, how if I go up into higher, because on a drum you can go, you, there's different places on your drum you can and you can beat on it, it'll be deeper tones or, or lighter tones, right? And so the cool thing is, is the vibrations goes into the person and it opens them up. Uh, so you know how when people feel shut down and they, they just can't accept anything or they're just feeling really, really weighed down by life, right? So what I do is I sing this song and beat on my drum and it ends up opening them up. And so then, then I'm able to go in energetically and help them, you know, um, remove ancestral curses, um, you know, anything like that, you know, and stuff. So anyways, I, I, I do that and then I say to them, did you feel anything? Did you experience anything? And almost always they go, oh, my goodness, you know, type thing and, and how they felt the vibrations and how they feel so different. And, and I can see energy. And so I see how the vibrations go in and start to open up, like, uh, you know, their heart, you know, like not, not their physical heart, but their energetic heart, you know, like their heart chakra, um, how it can open up, you know, different areas of them that they have been blocking with energy that they don't want to block, but they're blocking it because of wounds or they're blocking it, you know, maybe, um, like I said, an ancestral curse, maybe some energetic or ties that they don't need. And uh, and then I start to go in and I clean things up. I also use a rattle, right? Um, not all the time, but if I have removed something big off of them and uh, and I really want to change the energy around where, you know, I removed it, I'll use the rattle. And sometimes there's a beat to it. Sometimes it's just that shaking. It's kind of an annoying noise, actually. But what it does is it breaks up the frequency that they're vibrating at around there so that it's, it can't, whatever it was that they were shut down about, can't come back, right? So, um, and then singing, um, you know, I use that too because, uh, and I usually use it with my drum. Uh, again, the vibrations go in and the person just sits there and receives, right? There's nothing they have to do. Um, and it changes uh, changes what's going on, the things they've been hanging on to. If they're ready to let them go, they let them go, right? If they're not, we all have free will, right? So, and I tell them that. I said, I can only go in and help remove stuff that you're ready to remove, stuff that you've already maybe do, been doing the work. Maybe you've been coached by somebody. Maybe maybe you watched a YouTube video. Maybe you read a book, had a aha moment, you know, and you shifted. And then the energy from the way it used to be is still hovering around you, and then I get rid of that, right? And so the drum is very powerful for that because it's, it's you know, it's a big booming thing, right? And But there's other things. like um, uh, I don't have any crystal bowls, but I sure love them, you know. And then there's the Tibetan singing bowls. Um, I use, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Ah, anyways, you use it to tune pianos and stuff. Um, you can use anything, clapping, humming, um, anything like that. It's like, uh, you know, last time we were talking about um, spirituality and stuff, and I used to sing in a worship band for, for a lot of years. And, and it's like, you know, when a good song comes on in church and it just moves through the congregation, right? Like the energy just picks up and, and everybody's just, you know, jumping and thumping and everything. And it, it's because it makes them feel good, right? And it, and it gets them in alignment with, with what they're there for. So same type of thing with drums and everything. It gets them in alignment. It, it gets rid of the stuff they've been hanging on to and gets them in alignment. There's actually really good drumming um, on YouTube, too, um, for, you know, if, if you're interested, you know, look up shamanic drumming or, you know, indigenous drumming and see what speaks to you. 
Um, or, you know, like uh, there's drumming styles from, you know, like Nordic drumming and stuff and African drumming. Um, see what speaks to you because it's amazing what can happen, what can open up for you. That's, that's actually really cool. What I'm wondering, if we find this on YouTube or like on a meditation app like Insight Timer, does it have the exact same effect? I would think it's better like if I'm in the room with you and you're playing. Oh, or yeah. drumming or whatever it's you much call better. that. So um, <clears throat> much better with me. And I do my sessions online, but, you know, energy is energy. So um, I can do it anywhere from around the world. I have clients all around the world. Um, but, of course, it's much better with someone like me with, with me because I'm directing the energy where I see it, right? So, like, I will be guided um, to sing that song for you and open you up, and then I will be guided uh, to, uh, if I'm still using drumming or singing or even the rattle like I talked about, um, to, let's say it's your heart. Let's say you've been hurt a lot and you have trust and betrayal issues and stuff. Um, So your energetic heart, your heart chakra, I, I will go in and I will clean that up and, and expand it as, as much as your free will will let me, right? And, uh, and I will help out with that and, and, and do some shamanic processes to help out with that with the drumming. The drum, you know, while there's drumming all the way around the world and stuff, the drum is a big tool of the shamans, right? So, uh, um, but there's drumming. Everyone drums around the world for all different reasons, right? But, uh, yeah, definitely it's way more powerful with me and, um, I'll toot my own horn on that one. So, you know, honk, honk, you know, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> because you're getting more than just listening enjoyment, you know? Right. Um, you know, yeah, you're getting yeah some experience here and someone who knows what they're doing to help you through this. Um, uh, last Monday I worked with somebody and uh, she, she was very shut down and she was very upset and, and uh, she sent me the most beautiful testimony, and she said, thank you for the session on Monday. She said, um, when I showed up, I was dying, and now I want to live. And oh, uh, wow. so, I mean, you can't get better than that, you know? No, so, absolutely uh, not. I, you know, so that was just amazing for her. And, um, and you know, it's I, I get these messages all the time from people, and, and like I said on the last episode, you know, in case for our listeners, if they didn't listen to the last episode, you know, go back and listen. But um, uh, this comes through me, right? This comes from that higher power. This comes through me. This is not just Paula. Paula herself, yes, I'm trained up in so many modalities and certifications and stuff, but I have this come through me, right? So it's a very divine appointment. Um, and, and that's why I was talking about free will, too, is that we have free will, and, you know, like, I don't go against that, right? And, and right. So this flows through me. Most beautiful things happen. You know, I used to be suicidal a lot when I was younger. And, um, and so it's amazing how many people I attract that are suicidal and, uh, or abused women, you know. And, uh, you know, things that I've gone through, it's kind of like, you know, that, that higher power, that God, that he just brings them to me, right? And because I've been there. I... I, I tell people too i've been in the trenches i dug some of the trenches that you're in right now right so i totally get where you're coming from and uh and give them hope and then i work on them and and they just feel so good after you know like i've got so many testimonies where people sent me messages and stuff similar to that one and uh it's it's just 
it's good. We're here to help each other, right? We're here to serve each right. other. Just like you, you have this talk show, right? You're serving other people by, by doing this. You're helping lift their energy, lift their day, and, um, and it's such a great thing. So, so, yes, it is way more powerful than drumming if you, uh, you know, get on a session with me, of course, right, because it's more than just listening. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. And I, I can't help but picture my son when he took drumming lessons a few years ago. He'd walk around mm-hmm. the house banging those drumsticks on absolutely everything. <laughs> and it used to drive me insane. And I used to think, why would people pay to have that playing for them, right? I mean, obviously, it's a completely <laughs> different play. But I'm like, you're driving me insane. My, um, I love mad. it. My Mom, sec- just let me play. Yeah, my second son, he was a drummer, and he got a set, and he would bang around downstairs, and it was awesome, and I loved it. And people would come over and go, "Don't does that drive you nuts?" And I'd go, "Nope." And then he started playing in a couple different worship bands, and and he just like the talent was amazing, and and I didn't care. And he would practice for hours, and he would make up new songs, and I loved it. Like, yes, it was loud, right? But uh, and there were times I'd have to tell him like, okay, I've got a client, you know, don't drum between this and this time, right? But other than that, yeah. I loved it because he was expressing himself, and I get it because he would take his drumsticks and go around the walls and on the stove and everything. Like he was, he, you know, didn't have to be his drum, but the dog, you know, <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, you're a much better mom than I was back then because he used to drive me insane. <laughs> I have one more question for you, Paula. Mm-hmm. How do you like to receive love? Oh, that's a good one. You know, I'm on a really receiving journey right now, too. So I'm being worked on big for that in many different ways. So I love that question. How do I receive love? You know, the first thing that comes to me, Openly. <laughs> it's a weird answer, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, so I'm on this receiving journey now. There was a lot of years I was very closed off, very blocked, very on guard, right? And that's being stripped away from me, you know, sometimes a lot, sometimes a little. And I was recently thinking about this too. And because uh, I am dating somebody right now who's amazing and, and he's really showing me um, how easy it is to receive love. And basically, you know, you can imagine, you know, it's kind of like when we um, throw our arms out and just say, you know, and just surrender completely, right? Well, what comes after surrender is receiving, right? So that's what I mean by openly is just to open yourself up, open up your heart, open up your arms and just receive completely. So that is how I receive love is just open. I open myself up to receive it. Um, You know, I'm I'm not shut down. I'm not even on guard anymore. It's just I'm being shown how beautiful it is to receive love. So now I'm just bring it on, you know. So um, other than that, you know, that was my first response. But if you've ever heard about the five love languages, it's um, uh, my my top two are, uh, are are touch and quality time. So, uh, but I have learned the other ones because I uh, went and asked my my kids, you know, when do you feel the most love? And it kind of shocked me on a few of them. You know, here I was speaking to them in my love language of 
touch and, and time, and that's not how they speak, right? And so I adjusted, and I got really good at speaking other love languages. And, and I, I watch people to see how what makes them happy, and then I speak to them in their language, right? And if I speak to them in their language, then I receive back, So and I receive openly. So how do I receive love? Openly, yeah. That's, Show me how that that's can get. beautiful. It, that's beautiful. And you know, you're right. When we when we give love, we we give it in the in the sense that we like to get it, like receive it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I almost feel like we need to take like a little course on how to give it in the way others want it, right? Because yeah. I did that, you know, for the children. I did the test through the book. And I yeah. was completely shocked at how my kids were so different, right? I'm like, yeah, well, my kids, right? they should want it the same way I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wake up moment. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I said to my my oldest son, because um, I said to him, his was receiving gifts. And I was really poor when, when I was single the first time after my my marriage fell apart there. The, and uh, I said to him, oh, buddy, I said, I'm so sorry. You must have felt very unloved during that time. And, and uh, yeah, so, but, I mean, all good now, right? And, and as a teenager, he was good. But, uh, but yeah, it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I tell you. It was a wake-up call for me, right, that people receive wow. love in different ways, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I loved all your answers tonight. I, I really like how you answered the drumming questions. I'm like, I'm a little intrigued. I want to learn a little bit more about how that works and how it could help me. Um, I want to say thank yeah. you so much for joining me again. And I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll, you know, have another conversation sometime in the future. Sure, I'd love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.